Hello, friends. Thank you for checking out Fort Worth Roots, a variety interview podcast based right here in Fort Worth, Texas. This is one of 10 episodes we're releasing together for our launch. For show notes and the links to our social media accounts, go to www.fortworthroots.com. My guest today is the lead for the Matthew Show Band. He is the host of the podcast, The Barbershop. He's written two novels. You can find all of his content at matthewshow.com. Please give it up for Matthew Broyles. My second guest is the host of the Articulation Podcast and the owner of Art30TX. Find all of her stuff at tristastudios.com. Please give it up for Trista Morris. This episode, Matthew plays his guitar for us. I apologize for the noisy dog in the background. We talk about what it's like to be a creator during the coronavirus. Thank you all for being here. Let's start the show. Did y'all find the place okay? We did. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've oh, actually, right. my uh, my guitarist lives over here in this area, so I, yeah. I kind of knew where oh, it okay. was more or less. like, oh, it's over near Gerald. <laughs> Y'all the jam space in the area? I, I rehearse over there. Yeah, Gerald Ray, He's uh, he sold me my first guitar back in 91, and now I drafted him to play for me. Uh, he's like one of the... I would say one of the best luthiers in, in DFW, a guitar repair person. I think we're going to have some trouble with terminology here. What's that? Luthier is a uh, get an instrument repair person. Okay, okay. So uh, he fixes guitars at a Guitar Center down on South Hewland. And okay. for many years before that, he was at uh, Craig's Music in Weatherford. And so he just knows everything about guitars. And so it's nice to have that guy in your band you yeah know? <laughs> he's also a damn good guitarist that's yeah. right yeah he's also a really good player and his son levi ray uh i play with him i play uh bass for him uh in his band as well okay so you're busy you're a busy I'm a very busy very yeah. <laughs> less busy than i want to be uh lately because yeah <laughs> right and that, that's kids. a subject that keeps coming up and i don't think anybody's gonna hold that against us because it's fresh on everybody's mind yeah uh, yeah just I'm, went through something that will not be forgotten anytime soon, maybe not ever. No, I mean, you know, a couple of months ago, well, was, gosh, it's nearly three months ago now, yeah. you know, I had all my gigs evaporate, and uh, I'm luckier than a lot of people because my day job, uh, you know, kept paying me, you know, yeah. even even though I wasn't working, and a lot of people, like Trista, just lost all just... All of my shows. Uh, all the income disappeared completely. I do every gallery showing. So, you know, I I'm, I don't want to complain too much because I know a lot of people had it worse. Right. But uh, it still kind of sucked to have all your gigs disappear. No, but, but they're starting to come back. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, I say my other band, Shotgun Friday, we played the Flying Saucer 25th anniversary on Friday, and it was good. Those are that, that's that's an honor right there. I that, think that so. Is a Fort Worth. Uh, I mean, landmark. Right you there. know, that's we were a, talking about it, and like. Uh, we kind of were part of that whole when the craft beer thing took off, yeah. you know, about 10 years ago. Uh-huh. But like the saucer was there before that. Like they, they, yeah. they were, they had 90 beers on tap from all over the place before that. And so they were ahead of the curve in many ways. The location know? that they're at now, mm-hmm. they've been there for about five years, six years, something like that. I can't remember exactly. I, I, I'm old enough that I played the old location back in the late nineties and, and, um, I'm old enough to remember it. <laughs> before they but, tore it down. Right. And then they, uh, <laughs> and what's funny to me is when you go onto that uh, stage, they still have eight Oh mm-hmm. on the stage. Right. Up there. People are gonna... like, what's that? If you don't know, you don't get to know. <laughs> no, right. it's a secret bit of Fort Worth lore there, but, uh, no, it was, that was cool to be part was, of that. Was, was that the original or was the one in Dallas the original? 
Surely you know, the one in Fort Worth was. I honestly do not know that. Um, I, it's a good question because um, I played both, but I can't remember. I think the Dallas one was the original. Really, might have been. So. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I can't verify that. It, oh, uh, actually, I might be mixing that up. I if think we the ask, World of Beer in Dallas is the original world. Yeah. If we ask, uh, yeah, some somebody listening to this probably know and send, sure. and send you hate mail. Yeah, we, oh. could probably, <laughs> we could probably Google it, but I'm not going to. they send you hate mail. Um, so are, y- are y'all from Fort Worth? Did y'all have to drive in here from Dallas? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I live in Fort Worth. She lives in Keller. Uh, um, actually, I live on the ass end of Fort Worth. Like, if you go <laughs> up the street and make a right, I, you're in Keller. Right, <laughs> yeah. The so. far ass end of Fort Worth, yes. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. you still qualify as a... F- oh, yeah. Technically. What, what are Fort Worthians called? Well, I call them Fort Worthians, but um, Funky Towners has come up as a okay. as a potential name. Um, Forticans also Forticans. came up, but that sounds too much like fornication to me, so I don't know that I that mean, needs to be wrong. a word. Uh, <laughs> Fort Worthanites. Fort, Fort Worthanites is pretty good. It's not that. as easy as like Dallasites. Like you can say Dallasites, and that's real. All that kind of sounds a little bit like a infection. Uh, <laughs> or a, you know. I call Dallas people the other people. They are the other people. <laughs> yeah, it's like the cousin you invite to family dinners, but <laughs> you just you, you just know you're not going to talk to him. Uh, yeah, I have I have a contentious that's relationship with Dallas because I I have. <laughs> I have some good friends over there. Sure, you and know, I, I do too. But I also I, I say that kidding. But sometimes, fun. sometimes I kind of hate it though. You know, like yeah. it, I go back and forth. It's different, right? I mean, <laughs> it is different. The the vibe is so. When I was coming up in the, in the '90s, you know, you had to go to Dallas to play gigs because there just weren't that many clubs that's where over the here. Were, yeah. But uh, I have been grateful that over the last you know you know ten fifteen years there have become more and more places to play over here so I don't have to go to Dallas to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is nice because have you ever driven in Dallas? <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. The, Especially uh, on a Friday, Saturday night. The, the guy mm-hmm. that I was uh, just sitting here with, Lucas, mm-hmm. he uh, he was an Uber driver, so we got to talking about oh, that. that and yeah. I did some Uber driving for a I while. I did as yeah. well. And, uh, yeah, so I've driven a lot. I, in I've Dallas. been in the Bar Hill, <laughs> the Bar Hill area of Dallas, which is yeah. of course Deep Ellum. Uh, <laughs> you I've get stuck. Be careful with your elbow, and then it's going to rattle. Down. <laughs> Sorry, I have a sound, sound engineer problem. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, it's your itch. It but no, you. it's it's kind of different because like sometimes we'll play Ellum, but sometimes we'll play like Uptown, and that's a different vibe For too. Sure, yeah. And then. Uh, you know, we'll play like the north. We play like the truck yard uh, up on a uh, uh, Lower Greenville. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. It's basically just a big bar area with a bunch of food trucks around it, and then they built a new one up in the colony, uh, which is massive. It's just huge edifice that's got a bar and a restaurant, but then it's got all the food trucks and a huge stage and everything. And it's does that it's connect crazy. with Katy Trail at all, or is that too it far? It might. Uh, I don't even know. Katy Trail is so big. It's yeah. It goes all over the damn place. I know. I think the one in, on Lower Greenville might, um, but yeah, it's kind of a, Dallas has, it's big enough that it has all these different kind of zones. Fort Worth sort of does because we've got, got Not your downtown, yeah. you got your West 7th, you got your uh, South Side and whatnot, um, and which is getting bigger mm-hmm. uh, and that's cool. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's up and coming. I think that I, of all the, so, I, I grew up around here and this to me is the best time to be a musician here. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no doubt there. Except for the fact that it's hard to find it's gigs also the right best now. time to be an artist. <laughs> oh yeah. Coronavirus aside. That's the, not uh, nobody's fault. You know, riots aside. <laughs> yeah. But there's definitely enough, uh, there's more venues now. 
I mean, I and mean, venues, there's, there's simple places like Lola's, uh, right. they're fun to, fun to go to. We were there, yeah, we were there last night. There. Were you? Okay. How's the, I'm sure the crowd just came roaring back <laughs> to that place. <laughs> well, right. it's, it's, it was kind of low key. Um, well, it's always low key, but yeah. I, I just mean like the, the crowd that they had before all this started, I'm sure the sure. next night, once they flipped the switch, everybody's probably yeah, going mm, it's it, pretty. It's It was pretty spaced out. I, I went there to live paint and just okay. like do a Facebook broadcast while I was working on it. It was a protest piece. And it, oh, there I were, think I saw that. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. black and white arm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. no, I did see yeah. that. So I didn't get to finish like the whole thing. But yeah. Facebook decided that the music that was playing in the background was copyrighted, so oh. it like muted half the stream. I was Damn like, you know what? Because they, they, yeah, they had the Dre and Eminem yeah. and whatnot, and uh, yeah, they, they have these little algorithm detectors, I guess, that mm. can tell. Started. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of, kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah, no, it was it was like there was like maybe fifteen people there. Like it was yeah. really, Which and they on, were spaced out night. across. They only had the, the trailer. But I was talking there, so. to Joe, uh, the sound guy up there, and, and he was saying that there had been some discussions about trying to maybe at least do some broadcasts from there, uh, yeah. you know, kind of like Mass has been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'm I don't, so glad you mentioned Mass because I was hoping yeah. somebody would bring Mass up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, well, I, I played in April. I played their little social distancing broadcast oh, thing, okay. and, and it's cool because um, – that's probably the be- you know I rec- I broadcast from my house all the time, but I use my dang phone. Well, they had right. a really nice rig to okay. to broadcast high quality uh-huh. uh, show, and and um, full credit to Mark Randall for for doing that. But um, shout like, out to Mark Randall. <laughs> but I think Mark that is he's the awesome. sound guy at Mass, okay. and uh, he rigged all that up really really nicely. Okay. Um, and but they're also really good. Uh, Alan Brown does the booking over there and he's really good at spreading the word and getting people to, to tune in and making sure people uh, are encouraged to tip. Yeah. Um, Cause that's another thing that they, they were having that at the post. My friend Riker Hall was playing uh, a broadcast from there. That's and one of uh, I'm familiar with. Where's that at? It's over on race street over on. Um, so if you take Belknap past downtown okay. to the East, um, it'll hit race street. And uh, there's a bunch of stuff over there. The tributary cafe, and um, the post, the post is Martin House Brewery right there. It's in that area. It's, okay, it's uh, around. It's the south. It's like south of there. Go, you take a right basically on. Um, what's that? Sylvania. Sylvania. Yeah. Thank you. And then you just keep going until you hit what fourth. Yeah, that's where, that's where Martin House is. But if you go north from Martin House and hit Belknap and take a right, it'll be a little ways down. But the post is a really nice. So I don't know if you're familiar with Fort Worth Live. Uh, it was a venue that was over the Red Goose Saloon downtown, um, kind of on that strip where Uno's Pizza is and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so Brooks Kendall uh, runs that, and he, he ran Fort Worth Live, and then they moved out to that post location. What it is, is it's, a, it's an old post office, but it, half of it burned mm-hmm. down. And so, uh, but they left the part that had burned down without a roof, so they've got this really nice patio out there. <laughs> and then there's an internal part where they've got a nice sound system that's kind of the leftover um, PA and curtains and stuff from the Live Oak, which used to be down on uh, Magnolia, which was... Yeah, Frankenstein of local yes. venues. Yes. yes. And, and, it's got, and, it, and it employs half the Fort Worth music scene, yes. like Izzy, Jeffrey, What's Jeffrey interesting about the there. post, honestly, is um, there's an art show that happens there called the Ray Street Rolick, uh-huh. and... Before it was the post, it was just an empty building with half of it burned and a back area mm-hmm. that was, I guess they had fixed it up, but it wasn't bought yet. But they were having vendors set up inside the building in the courtyard and inside the inner portion of the building. And I remember walking through going, it's 
talking to somebody and going, wow, this has a nice sound. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. It's got great acoustics. Uh, my buddy Jacob Fur plays there um, in, on the patio on a regular basis, and it's got really good acoustics. But and my my friend Clay Anderson, my bass player Clay Anderson, is one of the sound guys up there, and he um, has described it as the best room he's ever mixed in. Uh, it's just as far as the sound of the room is really nice. So it's if, perfect for that. If, kind you, of if thing. you get to if you get to catch a show there, you should. That's yeah, some, sure. when, I, when I, they start having them again. Yeah, and so. that that's something that I, uh, <laughs> admittedly, have have been slacking on. I I really enjoy local music mm-hmm. um, more so than just going to a restaurant and hearing it play in the background. Yeah. Sure. I like to go to live shows. Absolutely. I like to interact with the bands. Um, well, and, and, and I, as I've been missing out, so I've been working so much, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining because of what we just went through. Oh, I'm I know. Happy to have a job, but, but at the same time, you know, you do miss. I I miss being able to just say, "Gosh, I wonder who's down at uh, at Twilight tonight," you know, yeah. and just just wandering down there and going right. to see. And sometimes it'd be, oh, it's Squeezebox Bandits, or it's what, you know. But now it's kind of like, is there anyone playing? And then you find the one show, <laughs> and then you can go to that if, you, if you're feeling squirrely. But um, it's, it's a different way of, of living. And what, what the cool thing is, though, so I've been doing the, the broadcast from my house, you know, just and other people Old in town have been doing it. But what's also been cool is that, like famous people who I'm a fan of are also doing that. Right. And so kind of leveling the playing. Field. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm tuning in like, like that he's in his living room, just like I am playing yeah. this show. I mean, now I'm granted he's got 3000 people watching, but at the same time, right. it's, it's pretty cool that we're all kind of in that boat, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, like you said, it levels it a little bit, you know, in as much as it ever is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the music industry, uh, there was an article somebody posted a while back that was kind of saying, you know, maybe the old music industry needed to be killed off so that we can build a new one because a lot of the way the industry is constructed is not friendly to artists. Um, and maybe if we can, once things kind of start cranking back up, maybe we can come up with some more equitable arrangements Um to to make that the Crossing case. Crossing my fingers because there's yeah. far too many starving musicians and far too many starving <laughs> artists in the scene right, right now. But that said, Fort Worth, I think, is a better city for compensating its musicians than a lot of other ones are. Yeah. For instance, Austin, you can't get paid in Austin to mm-hmm. save your life yeah. um, because if you don't take the gig, there's 500 other bands behind you that take the gig. Used to be. Yeah, but Fort Worth, you can actually be like, you know, I'll play this for, you know, this amount and they'll, they'll actually give it to you. And, yeah. you know, and so it's kind of the sweet spot, right? I mean, it's it really is. And, and I'm, I'm, that's why I'm optimistic about it is I think Fort Worth, a number one, they get people who actually care about, you know, the music. Right. Uh, number two, you have venue owners who seem to be more interested in making sure the artists are, are well taken care of. Part of that is because they employ those artists as well as like servers and right. uh, door guys and that yeah. kind of thing. So um, I think there's a more of a community there. And yeah. when, when you, and when you know the people you're working with, you tend to treat them better yeah. than if they're just some kind of nameless rabble that's lining up at the door to play. Lola's is a great example of that. Yeah. They, they've been better about, it's it's funny because I, I played in that uh, rock assembly that they did, um, which is uh, it's basically a, a night of tribute bands. Mm-hmm. But it's all these local bands become another band for a night, and so uh, we became Toad the Wet Sprocket, 
and, and you know, and, <laughs> and uh, played, you know, played the hits and all that. But it was funny because, good. all you know, like we all, it, the proceeds were going to, uh, to, uh, 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 you know, some charities and stuff. And, and anyone in particular, I, th- I can't, that's, I'm, my brain is flipping yeah. on me as to when it, cause it was back in November, but, but it's for charity. Uh, but we all like, we're, you know, we're all starving musicians and all that kind of, but, but we're also like, cool, let's, let's raise money for something that's worth uh, raising money for. And in the process. And shout, give a shout out to Tony Diaz for setting that up. Yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty awesome. He yeah, is. you should have him on the show because uh, he's, uh, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say it right now, uh, I'm, I'm promoting Tony Diaz for mayor. Tony Diaz for mayor, y'all. Because uh, <laughs> he, he accidentally said that the other day and, then everyone started rushing up going, dude, you really should run for mayor. He, he literally like, no. just put the word mayor with a period behind it. Everybody was like, go, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be mayor, but I think we're going to make him be. Uh, and and so. Melissa, you can totally be the wife of a mayor. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> when is the next election for mayor? It, yeah, it's not till it's not this year. I think it's uh, the year after. It's it's an off-year election. Yeah. But I I just thought it was funny that suddenly all these people were like, yeah, Tony for mayor. And, and, uh, but I don't think he'd be a bad one, honestly. I wonder if the current mayor is ready to just throw in the towel. I, mean, I, I can see. She just went through. Well, and that, but some of it's her own doing. You know, it's like there are, there are. Oh, we're just venting, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You know, is it's, there's Betsy. I, I've played shows with her. It, it's a funny thing to say, <laughs> but well, like I we've did, done, yeah, we've I did done, an event with her too, uh, right? You know, and and like you know, met her, talked to her a little bit. You know, she's not a bad Very person, nice lady, yeah. but but I think sometimes her uh, handling of things is a little bit ham-handed, and and I and I think that so and sensitive. Yeah, it just seems kind of. But again, I think she won by like five thousand votes last time, um, which is. Not a lot, so I don't know. uh, I don't know what the... How many people vote? Not as many. Not as many. I just... In local elections... Lower and lower every year. Well, in Texas, Texas is a low turnout state regardless. So even even in presidential years, we have a a less than 50% turnout rate. So in local elections, even less than that. Sometimes it's like 11, 15%. um, So the margins you're dealing with are considerably smaller so right. five thousand votes can be uh, oh, that's huge, a good right? percentage yeah. it, which is funny because fort worth you think about how fast fort worth is growing yeah uh i think somebody was saying that in the last 10 years tarrant county had a 50 percent or 47 percent growth rate or something like that yeah. which is ridiculous you know well, and uh, all the surrounding areas too yeah and you can it. and you can see it <laughs> well you can yeah. you know you can see it every day you can see it when you go out on the streets and and just the sheer number of people now again, with the COVID thing, you haven't seen as many of them uh, on the, as many of the actual people so much as their cars, but um, you know the rate at which we're growing. I'm I'm curious to see if that leads to. It's leading to demographic changes. It's leading to, uh, um, you know, we we went blue in 2018. Uh, you know, uh, in Dallas, in in Tarrant, oh, really? which is the first time that it happened. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so. It's kind of, um, it's a different time for Fort Worth. And we're also, though, in the middle of kind of a, a uh, economic moment where a lot of people are moving to Texas in general. Oh, yeah. From other sure. places. and uh, But that has consequences for artists because that's part of why we're able to go to a place right. and ask for a couple hundred bucks to play, uh, you know, a happy hour or whatever because there, there are people yeah. and, and they... 
and they want quality, they're not just going to hire Joe Schmo off the street, you know, because you do get what you pay for to right. a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they used to, Dallas used to do that a lot. They'd be like, oh, well, the, you know, you want money for this, but that guy will play it for free. Well, then you hear that guy and you're like, you should have paid for this. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it makes a difference. Right. Um, and uh, I think that the rise of places like, uh, so we uh, book with uh, 13th Floor Entertainment in, in Dallas, which is uh, my friend Ken Welker runs is that. that. Marketing and it's, firm it's, it's a booking agency. Booking agency. And um, him and, and Spoon, uh, Alan Brown books with Spoon. Uh, and um, Matt Jones uh, does a lot of local booking. And there's a lot of really good booking agencies that have popped up in the last few years that have helped a lot. Because yeah. the thing that you don't want to do as an artist is to be the bad guy with the venue owner. And to say, well, well so the venue owner says, We'll pay you 50 bucks, right? And you go, I kind of think that I'm worth more than that. And, you know, and... Is that a real thing? Oh, absolutely. It's $50 for what? That's not worth showing up. Yeah, well, you know, it depends. You're playing for exposure. $50 for two hours. Let me tell you something about that exposure. You can die from exposure, you know. You have died. Especially the way you're talking about. You can starve to death. That's what I'm saying is that... But what you need is that's, somebody. That's true of the art industry. But too, the problem, the, the problem with with artists, though, when we're 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 performers, and so we like people to like us, sure, right? So you get up on stage, and you you're, you want people to like you. So when you're talking to venue owners, you want them to like you also. So you right. don't want to be arguing with them about you know, you know, dude, that's kind of insulting what you to gave come me. And perform at a venue, though, that is insulting. It. I have often found it that way. But what I like to be able to do is to call. Alan or Ken or whoever and say, Hey, can you talk to the manager guy and see if we can bump it up a little more? And often it's better coming from a third party, um, who can talk the business speak to him. Right. And then that way you, you don't have to have the argument. And then once a number is agreed upon, then you can just show up and, and make people like you. Well, (laughs) some of this has to do with, the culture of it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy that's going to need to keep the lights on so that people can come and enjoy exactly. the artist's music, right. he's got to take all these things into consideration. Right. And if the community is not willing to pay a $2 cover charge or a $5 yeah. cover charge, well, then guess what? They're not going to pay the artist. And that's the and that's why you think about, so for instance, the Saucer, right? Saucer makes plenty of money because they're in a oh, great yeah. location and they have loyal customers. Right. So they don't charge a cover. They're, they just pay you outright. They're yeah. just like, we know we're going to make X amount of money tonight, so we're just going to pay you this. Depending on who it is, they charge a cover. Uh, well, that's I've true. Okay, that's true. Some places, sometimes they do. So before we move on, though, my point Sorry. is, if yeah. you're going to get off your couch and you're going to go out and you're going to listen to local music, you need to understand that one thing that you're doing is you're, sh- you're showing your support for the local music scene. Yes. So maybe if you're going to walk into a venue that – either charges a cover or doesn't charge a cover, you need to go for the one that charges a cover. In some cases, yeah. It, it really depends because, like, if you're going to a local brewery, sometimes they're not charging a cover because um, they know they'll make it off of other things, you know, like off of you buying, you know, the commemorative glass or whatever yeah. it is. But I, I, I agree with you that when you walk into a place that's not charging cover and you and it doesn't look like... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've developed more of a sense of this from playing places. I'm like, this place doesn't look like it's paying that guy very much. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm reading your mind as you're talking about it. I, you know, I understand your but I, but I, no, but yeah. you, you're on the right track, which is to say, 
because a lot of people, this is this is kind of a common musician joke. It's like you know, uh, I, I had fifty people, but thirty of them were on the list, right? <laughs> because because before the gig, you get the the text, you know, like, yeah. "Hey man, you know, can can you put me on the You're list?" With the band, you know, about the t-shirt and everything, and that's cool <laughs> to a degree. I you know I put people on the list, but but. I am often cognizant of that when I go to see shows. Instead of calling Jacob or whoever and going, hey, can you put me on the list? I go, you know what? I think I'll pay the cover yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I know sure. that's going to go to the artist. I just felt like I had kind of a visceral reaction to that when you said $50 to play <laughs> at a venue. That's insane, it's, man. Well, but you know it, what? You'd be surprised how often yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because I understand the economics of it. Um, yeah. But, but like you geez, said, there's math. There's math. So when you're a venue owner, and and I know enough venue owners, uh, and I've I've I have booked bands for venues before, so I understand that there's math involved with like, okay, we can only pay this band X amount because on a Thursday night or whenever, this is about how much we make. Yeah. So this is our threshold. This is right. how much we we want. Now, what the venue is kind of banking on when they book a band is that that band will bring in more people. But, of course, that's a crapshoot. You don't yeah. know if they will or not. Uh, and some nights they will, some nights they won't. Depends on what night it is. And so there's only so much you can gamble. Now, that's why the cover comes up. And so you're like, well, okay, if you're if you're pulling out of the cover, the bar is, that's not money the bar was going to make anyway. That's, that's going to the artist. Yeah. Whereas if you uh, arrange a guarantee because you don't want to mess with the cover and you want people to just come in yeah. without having to worry about the cover then you kind of estimate a number that you think you can pay the band that you will make back. And uh, it's a tough calculation. I know it's a tough calculation. And there's some places that can just go, here's a grand, come play the show, and they don't worry about it because they know they have people. But then there's smaller places that do have to worry about that a lot. And, And I don't begrudge those people that. But there is usually a happy medium that you can come to, um, in amongst all of those. And it depends on what it is. Like if I'm playing full band show, there's, there's one type of energy you're putting forth, but if you're doing a solo acoustic thing, it's a different type of thing. Uh, and you're going to draw differently depending on what, what the situation is. So, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let it go. I'll, I'll no, it go. no, you shouldn't let it. No, no, <laughs> no. Believe me, preach to your friends, tell yeah. them, well, you know, if you, if you're God, going to, you know, before the coronavirus thing, I feel like, you know, you, you got people that get it and they tip accordingly. You know, right. So if I go out to eat and I'm at a table for two hours, but I only spend 10 bucks, yeah. I'm not tipping 30%. I'm mm. probably going to leave a $10 bill because I've mm. been there for a long time. I yeah, hit yeah. up that server's table. Right. You, just consider the other people. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that person is making 213 an hour. Exactly. And you sat at their source of revenue for two hours, you know, leave a little which, extra money. He didn't buy that, shit. That in and of itself is an entire other subject. We could go on it and is, on about it. Is. <laughs> I mean, just, just being yeah. cognizant of yeah. what's going on around you. Right. And then you've got a musician that came out to, to you know, I, yeah. I, I hold it's, a lot of value in that. Uh, and I, and I'm glad, we are glad that you do. Yeah, well, <laughs> anybody listening to this probably does too. Yeah. I mean, the I podcast so. scene is, is, uh, is full of people that in, enjoy art in general and, yeah. and i'm not talking about sculptures and paintings mm-hmm. which you know that's fine too but uh, right the, the local music scene is uh, very important to a lot of people yeah it is but, but and i've seen that that's that's again why i, th- I think fort worth is kind of special is that as soon as the covid lockdowns happen 
all these live streams started popping up and people were actually tipping to the live stream. Right. And uh, that's a thing that doesn't always happen because um, there is sometimes the expectation that, oh, well, especially on the Internet, you know, so people are like, oh, look, it's something I can watch for free. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to watch it for free. Yeah. Um, but there's been enough thought process that what people watch and going, hey, that's that guy that I saw down at uh, Twilight or whatever. And, you know, I, and I know he doesn't have any gigs right now. I'm going to send him 20 bucks, you yeah. know. Live streaming has kind of opened up a bigger reach, I think. Because, like, you can, you can not only reach people in your town by doing a live stream, but you can reach people all across the United States. So it's been good for that, too. probably, right? Yeah, yeah. international. Well, and I've, I've been doing, this is a, a very nerdy thing that I do, is, is since, okay. since, since 2006, I've been in Second Life, which is a little uh, virtual world. Where How's you, that going? So, well, it's still, it's still hopping. And you can play shows in there. So uh, I hook up my microphone, broadcast it into Second Life, and a bunch of people's little avatars show up, and, and they attend the show like they would in meets, but they're listening at home on their computers. Right for introverts. Yeah, it's really great for <laughs> But it's also, uh, there's a tip mechanism, so they can tip you uh, for that. So I've been doing that for 16-odd years. So but on their side of the screen, mm-hmm. they see they you. See, they see my avatar with his little guitar, okay, and they hear coming out of my mic at home okay uh and they can do chat with each other uh-huh. uh in the in the room You're like quiet shut up or what down in front <laughs> right i'm yeah. playing here exactly yeah I, I can that's actually what's kind of cool about is after years of kind of playing you know when i was getting started i had to play kind of some crappy bars because you, you got it that's what you do you know that's that's earning your stripes there but I was would get tired of the occasional drunk yelling stuff at me or things like. And what I liked about Second Life is there was none of that. Yeah. You know, occasionally you'd get somebody who would uh, activate a graphic that would rain green penises onto people. But other than that, <laughs> it was fine. Is that something uh, worked into the program? Or is that yeah, you can build you can build little effects. All right, Mark and, Zuckerberg, and we need you to go ahead and implement a no. new feature. No. That man has done enough. He needs to go to another barbecue and enjoy some delicious meat. Lieutenant Commander Data. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he's creepy to watch. Yeah, I, like, I, I do think he's, he's an like Android. Very mechanical. I'm pretty sure he's an Android, but he might be. He really? Did you see the video where he's talking about we're having a barbecue with some meats? Yes. <laughs> what? what? Meats, as you humans would call them. Yeah. It was, it was very strange. <laughs> and you're watching him, and you're just like. You're, you're waiting for his head to pop off right, or something, yeah. right? The I dude, would, I think the dude was engineered in a vat or something. I don't know, but well, I I feel like I have more faith in robots, honestly. I I, I do like. I would call him an android, but I think androids would probably be more attractive and smarter. <laughs> well, because you can make them look like whatever you want. So That's you know, true. Yeah. why would they look like that? I don't know. I don't know. You got a point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really looking forward to like sentient robots i feel like that's the future well i think there's a lot of there's a lot of jobs that i think you should should go ahead and turn over to the robots because there's stuff that you know people just don't need to be doing robots Uh, right now are totally dependent on our level of creativity yes so once we get to a point where they can start making themselves then I think well, we then we have the, the singularity, and then we have. You don't think we've already had the singularity? I don't think we have no. because the. To correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the idea of the singularity is that technology is uh, growing at a pace beyond which our mm-hmm. brains can no longer keep up with it. Now, maybe we're pretty close. You're assuming we're not right now in a well, okay, that's that's uh, well. I mean, that's obviously the you know, <laughs> if we are, you know. Um, 
Neither of us took the right pill. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> might not have had that option. <laughs> right. You're like, what's the real the simulation? Yeah. You could have been in that vat of goo. It's it's real funny years ago. because I have a lot of I have a couple of theologian friends, and they debate stuff like this all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, if we are in a simulation, it there's some biblical evidence that that might be the case, you know, like, you know, there's, and and in religions across the world, there's this idea that there's the actual reality and then there's the reality that we see. uh, And then there's, at some level, there's a behind the curtain uh, that occurs, whether in Buddhism or uh, any kind of faith like that. And that's very similar to these discussions that people have about, uh, and it also kind of makes you think about multiverse as well, because, you know, if you, we're running a simulation. You might run multiple versions alongside each other to kind of A, B, and see how, how yeah, each of them are doing. Work the have best. a control group, have a, you know, and I think we're in the variable group myself. Uh, the variable group. <laughs> I think they're trying some new variables. Dude, yeah, we're in the weird one, for sure. Do you have a, do you have a version? Do you, do you have an idea of where we're at? Oh, you do. Wait, you just don't want to tell floating. me. We're just floating right now. Just yeah. I still think that that weasel... That, I, I that think somebody snuck. threw in a virus, honestly, if you want my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's So there was a weasel that got into the Large Hadron Collider uh, a few years ago. This really happened? Yeah. Yes. How did it get in? Well, this is what I did. That, well, it's underground, and so it, those things tunnel. Right, but isn't the damn thing, like, sealed? It yeah, has supposedly, to be. supposedly. Okay, a weasel. But, you know, so supposedly a weasel, a weasel so got into the Large Hadron Collider and messed with some of the circuitry and made a, a little explosion down there. And that was around about... 2016. Oh shit! And, that, and so I think the that weasel. everything. I think the weasel shifted us off to an alternate timeline. Pretty sure. God. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to check with my father to ask him how the wiring in those things works. Well, he worked on the prototype basically, but I'm pretty sure that you know something went off. Like, have you seen Stranger Things? Oh, yeah. You know that big oh, ass yeah. machine. I'm pretty sure something like that happened. Question. <laughs> question on that though, isn't I mean because the. Hydrogen collider is that what? Large hadron collider. Yeah. Hadron. Okay, I always hadron. call it something hadron. wrong. LHC. Um, the whole thing's hydron. made out of metal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the weasel using for toothpaste? <laughs> because I I can't even tell. You. I mean, I know I know little enough about uh, particle physics and even less about weasels. So uh, I'm not sure. They're they're skinny. My guess is that he spaces. came in. Through, what do they always do in the movies? They always come in through a ventilation shaft. Right. You know? yeah, there's, there's probably a, a ventilation shaft that he came in through, and there was a rusty bolt or something, and he knocked out. Right. Somebody had a sandwich that he was smelling uh, <laughs> and came in and somehow you know, got his tail stuck the in the sandwich. mechanism. I, and I hope <laughs> you're right. I hope you're right because I, I think, who was I talking to? Maybe Molly. Molly was my first one today that we, we sat down and did an episode, but we were talking about how technology is, you know, some, we just accidentally stumble on things. Mm. And so if you're right about the weasel thing with the sandwich, <laughs> if you're right about that, then that's two stories that I'm aware of where science was altered because of somebody leaving their damn lunch out. Microwaves <laughs> were discovered. There was a, a, I don't know if it was an army guy or uh-huh. some kind of military experiment yeah. where they're working on communications. Mm-hmm. And somebody left their lunch out. And yep. they came back after working on something else. And they came back, and it's like a cool day. And he comes back, and his lunch is warm. And he's like, what? Why is my lunch warm? Mm-hmm. Well, as it turns out... A microwave, which is a communications thing initially, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, vibrates water molecules mm-hmm. at a molecular course, level very quickly, and it creates heat. And so his lunch was warm. So if you're right about the weasel thing, yeah, it's yeah. two really screwed up situations. I think actually there was there's way more examples of that. I think in science in general, oh, yeah, there's no, all kinds of sure. stuff where people didn't know that the thing they were doing was 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 science until they looked down and realized it. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. oh, wait, this is doing that. Maybe yeah. it's going to, you know. These mostless hairly, hairless monkeys are now drawn to these <laughs> audio interfaces and having <laughs> conversations that go in through these, yeah, these yeah. cords and then out to the Internet, and this is all just a data yeah. collection thing that the... This is, and, and, if, and if I were one of the if I were one of the observers of, of this particular reality, I would be fascinated. I would you know I would just be like, happening. what are they going to do next? Let's, don't let's put this in the mix and see what happens now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I wouldn't put it past it honestly. You'd you probably know. be talking about meat suits if you were an observer. By meat the way. suits, I you know, maybe <laughs> I don't know. You know, so they're talking with their meat. That's yeah. There was a, there was a sci-fi story years ago where the. A, an alien race was trying to describe humanity and, and they were like, well, they, they're made of meat. And, and like, <laughs> how do they communicate? Well, they, they, they blow air through their meat and they flap their meat. And that's essentially, that's what we do. You know, yeah. and we're, we're weird. It was, was it one of those silly, like little, almost like stick cartoon things? Yeah. Well, that, somebody has made a, somebody has made a pictorial version. This came out years ago and, and, I, like stuff I, like I, that. I thought it was funny because yeah, even you think about it, kind of like far side. We're yeah. very yeah, yeah. We're we're all kind of. I think those of us who are more well adjusted in the world are so because we realize that we're ridiculous. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how, how exactly could you avoid that at this point? Well, like, just looking at what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, but people do though. People True. people take <laughs> themselves entirely too seriously most of the time and. I, I know I'm ridiculous, and you know I mean I I plunk my little wooden steel thing and uh, sing songs about dumb crap all the time, you Speaking know. And of, it's just <laughs> I, mean, I don't like it whenever the uh, when when the, the the person making the movie shows a gun and then the gun never gets gun fired. never goes off. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You brought a guitar. I did. There. No, well, we'll break that open. Check check this out. All right. You want to tell me about your your idea for what we're doing here in this reality? Oh, what we're doing here in this reality? Yeah. Well, presently, people have been consuming a huge amount of art and not paying for it. So um, I have I have concerns. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like we were, we were talking about like the simulation. Oh, the, the simulation, so, yeah. the he simulation. You want to? You want to? Yeah. I haven't had enough coffee to cover that okay, right now. That's, that's why you caught me right. like spacing out in the ether. I was like, wow, the outside. <laughs> Let's let him play us. Now, I don't know how the microphone setup's going to work with that. We will find out. Yeah. Hmm. I, I imagine these these are not too... Maybe if you adjust it later. Well, actually, here's what we... I'll tell you exactly what we can do. Ah, you want to take mine? You take this. Point that down. You do that. Ah. Now, we definitely can't touch the table now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. So, um, since we were talking about Fort Worth... I'm going to play a song about Fort Worth that I wrote recently. Should I do that one or should I do the um, the COVID thing? I'll, I'll do like a constancy thing. I, I don't know. Are you sure you don't want to sing about why you're excited? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I sent, so I sent you a bunch of tracks. If you can throw them in there later. but um. Yeah, you, you sent me those three through email. Mm-hmm. I loved every single one of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, that good. was awesome. And well, uh, were those wave format? Is that format? a request? Um, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about 
Okay. Yeah, I like but, that a lot. Yeah, no, the uh, so I'm sorry, you'd ask. Uh, those were those were MP3s. That okay. I sent you. Yeah. So it's. Um, so if if you're listening, I'll I'll take at least one of those tracks and I'll throw it in at the the tail end of the episode. Cool. Uh, so this is a tune that um, is one of those tracks, and you can toss that one if you want. But um, we are putting out the Matthew Show is putting out a series of singles in the next few months, and uh, this is going to be the first one. It's called the Lake Worth Monster. <laughs> It's a little bit nostalgic at this point because some of these places that I list in here no longer exist. But <laughs> uh, that law firm right there was a club that we played back in 19. Christ, you were in the fourth grade and the girl who books shows there makes movies in Austin today. <laughs> So come on now, let's play in the shack by the river Used to have bras and all the rafters And the halfway house calls out the next inmate number Doesn't like the guitar (laughs) Should I start that over? (laughs) I'll start over so we can have a clean take That law firm right there was a club that we played back in 19. Christ, you were in the fourth grade, and the girl who books shows there makes movies in Austin today. So come on now, let's play in the shack by the river. We used to have bras in all the rafters. And the halfway house calls out the next inmate number I sip on my whiskey and pray I'll make it through one more day And I've traveled this town From the bars to the parks And I've heard it make promises To me in the dark and it lies just like I do But it loves all the mess that we make I am the monster who lives by the lake Now downtown used to be Dark as hell in the night Now it's all full of grackles And those bright Christmas lights So I went down to the chat room so Taylor could fix me a drink And I sat down to think about all of those people Who've been good to me Even when I'm a bastard Even when I can't see And I try to believe them When they tell me that I'll be okay That I'll make it through one traveled this town from the bars to the parks and I've heard it make promises to me in the dark and it lies just like I do but it loves all the mess that we make I am the monster who lives by the lake 
driving up toys with polite little trees, and I'm driving up north side past cemeteries that remind me of how little the time that I've got left to be. Whatever I'll be, and I wanna love all of those people I love, and I wanna drink life. From a big showdown cup And I don't want to leave all Of this damage I leave And the rent keeps on rising I wonder how long I can be A part of this big tapestry Now West 7th is changing The dude bros run free the bars on Magnolia They don't want acts like me But Leon is playing From a speaker somewhere down the street The circle's complete So good night to the woo girls Good night to the bards And good night to the bass cops With stars upon Mars And good night to the dreamers Wherever in town you may be Old, young, and all those yet to be And I've traveled this town From the bars to the parks And I've heard it make promises To me in the dark And it lies just like I do But it loves all the mess that we make I am a monster who lives by the lake I am the monster who lives by the lake I am the monster who lives by the lake Damn. Like it? <laughs> Man, thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, the whole time you're playing from start to finish. After we got rid of the uh, disruptive dog, <laughs> the offending dog. Yeah, <laughs> I just that that was very humbling sitting here and watching you play. Oh. Um, it's very. I think it's cool that you're doing this. That you're having people no. just come and you know talk about stuff. Well, I, <laughs> you know, it, it's not even my idea. It's it's a, it's a doesn't have to be. A, the collaboration of everybody else's idea and then me just putting it together. So Yeah, but you you know what's rare, though, is people who put stuff together. Everybody's got ideas. That's right. <laughs> there are a few people actually and, and where, execute. Right, and where, where's the best place to find all the best ideas? Well, uh, it's, there's not one place, but... It's uh, a good place, though. Is it? Graveyard. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I of good ideas I had somebody tell me that one time, and uh, <laughs> it was right before I started my first business, and uh, it put a bug, mm-hmm. put a fire under my ass is what it did, because I was like, you know what? Yeah. You're right. I'm going to do it. There are, Yeah. As a couple so. that frequents graveyards, I'm going to have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of ideas that are out there, and the the tricky bit, and and that's funnily, that's always been my role in any band that I'm in. A lot of times is to trigger puller is to be yeah right. right. It's like somebody goes, "Hey, what if we did this?" Boom. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, "Okay, if we're going to do this, we so. need this, 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 and this." Right. And uh, 
because I've been in other situations where there was nobody to do that, and then it was all ideas and no execution. And so I've I've tried to part of why the resume that you read at the beginning of the program is so dang long, <laughs> dude. I'm here to tell you, no, it's because is because I have a compulsive need when I when I hear an idea that is cool. I don't actually wait to verify it to see if it's profitable or not. Yeah. I just go try it and Brother, see what happens. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I got to ask you, since since you brought this up, is your family just like the people, your friends, your family, are they just mm-hmm. exhausted by your next new idea? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, I, I feel bad whenever I start something new um, because I've, I've had so many ideas. Because you have all the other things that yeah, you're still doing. Well, well it's, yeah. it's I, I get, yeah, I get picked on a little bit by it sometimes. I'm not worried about being picked on. I'm, just, I'm worried about his, uh, his fiddle wearing player, everybody Beth, out. has been like, oh, yeah, no, we were we were just finishing an album, and then he wrote a book, and I don't know when he wrote the book. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, well, the pro, it's, well, by the way, I wrote a novel. Right. Well, it's one of those, yeah, but that took me seven years. I just didn't tell anybody about it, you know. Uh, The, the thing is that, you know, the reason I don't sleep is because there's always stuff going on in there. And, and, you know, it sucks for my health, but it's, you know, it's good for my brain. Once you can actually grab a hold of something and, and do something with it. Yeah. The, the worst part is when you have it all flying around in there and, and, and you're not making it happen. I've been yeah. stymied, you know, uh, the last little while because I was trying to figure out how to get the money together to do, to finish up this record. Yeah. And, um, but then I happened upon a strategy that would work and which is why we're doing the single releases. And then okay. once all the singles are out, then we'll bundle them up and go. then stick it out as it a record. Pays for itself. Yeah, exactly. That's, awesome. that's, that's the idea. Well, cause I came of age at a time when the album was a thing where, right. you know, if you're going to put out anything, it had to be on Completed, an album. Yeah. And uh, now it's all about singles. I'm having right. to rewire my brain a little bit to think why there's no reason yeah, to do that. Right. Uh, Cody Lund Boyd is a local songwriter. He doesn't even put out albums. He just puts out a single every yeah. month or two and yeah. um, nobody cares. You know, they just buy the single and don't worry about the fact that they don't have a, a CD because half the people I've, that come to my shows don't want CDs. They want they want a, the download or they want the Spotify right. or they want yeah. the whatever. So well, and I'm even I'm, I'm finding myself moving away from I well com, I, I guess I'm completely away from it. I I used to buy CDs at a point where I I felt like I was the oldest guy yeah in the world buying CDs. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, I still do it. I, I still I, do I haven't it. bought a CD in a long time. Now if I'm at a local show yes. and they're selling CDs, I'll buy one. Yeah, that's where just, I buy them. I might not ever listen to it. That's where. <laughs> but I'll, I'll buy it. You know, just no. to support the, the exactly road trips are the best time to listen to those. That's true. Yeah, for sure. It's if you've got a vehicle with a CD player, right? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> which true. increasingly there's ones that don't. Yeah. I was surprised. Uh, First my, time I saw that. I was full. My work laptop. I was like, "Where's the CD drive?" The what? And <laughs> I'm sorry. How old are you? Well, I was born in 2001. It's like, yeah, it's like me going. It's like me going. Well, this doesn't have a floppy disk on it, you know. <laughs> so you know, I mean, where do I put the? T- how do I rewind well, the tape? You know what's crazy about that though is when stuff comes back around. So like, uh, oh yeah, in the 90s we didn't put out CDs. We put out tapes because that's what we could afford. Yeah. And so local tapes were everywhere. Well, then that kind of disappeared. Well, now you go to Linda Drive, like Dreamy Life or whatever, they got a big rack of local tapes. And vinyl. There's a big market for vinyl now. There's a place yeah. uh, over there off of Exchange or on Exchange, I guess. Yeah, uh, Chief. Chief Records. Is that the name of mm-hmm. it? All the way at the back? Yeah. 
That's a nice record store. I was, uh, I was, I would like to get somebody from that store on here because I talked to. Oh, I can get uh, you somebody from the store on here. Yeah. Okay, let them know. Uh, I talked to a girl down mm-hmm. there, and she was telling me all the people that come through there. Yeah, the celebrities and. It used like, wow, to be incredible. bit bit of lore here. It used to be the Ernest Tubb record store, and Ernest Tubb was an old country singer in the in the fifties, sixties, and and uh, he owned that thing. And then, but then it kind of passed into their hands. Yeah. And so they've got a. Well, you know, they've got a lot of really good stuff in there. Yeah, incredible. And they have they have local acts that come in and play. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was actually the first place that I recorded a, a barbershop episode because uh, I was intent on making sure to record in a in a local music yeah. place. Real quick before we go on, i got to yeah. get better about this, but the, uh, the place that we're talking about is down in the stockyards. Yeah. Exchange is the street that has the big Fort Worth stockyard sign. If you go all the way to, like, the... West end of that street. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, east, east end, end of yes. that street. If you all the way to the end, there's uh, there's Stockyard a couple Station. restaurants. Stockyard Station. Stockyard Station. Stockyard Station is is a shopping center down there, okay. and it used to be uh, the uh, train place, depot. Well, yeah, it was train there's, depot. Tr- there's, That's right. there's a rail there's that goes, goes the through it, there. and that was also if you go further down into it, there's some places where they used to have the sheep and the uh, the uh, goats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rustic and authentic. Yeah. But yeah, they've it's got shops. I I yeah. I, can't, I I can't tell you how long I lived here before I realized that that thing went down and there were shops. You know in what's there. funny it's about really cool. There's even an underground section. What? Okay, I don't. I, I didn't know that. Go, that's you where you. Ramp and that's where all the animals are kept. Right. That's oh, where. Yeah. Or used to be kept. Yeah. Were they like the for the cattle drive and all that? Yeah. yeah. And I've okay. So I've been here for twelve years. I didn't know that. But that's what's you know what's funny about that is that. There's people who've lived there all, all lived here all their lives who really don't go to the stockyards and they don't really know. Well, I boycotted it there. for a while because yeah, I yeah. thought it was way too touristy, and it is, but it it's is. also a lot of fun. So and it, and it does have historical significance. Yep. Uh, and yeah, you, the, you rode the mechanical bull. Didn't you? <laughs> I rode the bull over on. Uh, oh Jesus, where were we? That, that's over there across from Varsity. What's the name of that place? Landmark. Landmark. Yeah, the yeah. way I got the bull out there. Yeah, I think I rode that bull. <laughs> Uh, how'd that go? Well, I lost. <laughs> you always, you always <laughs> lose eventually. You always yeah. lose. No. The speed on that yeah, the women have more fun on that because it seems like the operator <laughs> takes it a little easier. On them. <laughs> but the guys are just like, get off of the bull. <laughs> this is not for you. It's like an adult showing up at the ball pit. Like, excuse me, sir. It's no, 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 no. Not, yeah, oh, get I off the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's it's kind of funny because I I grew up in Weatherford mostly with mm-hmm. the, the ag kids, you know, okay. who like would do actual bull riding and stuff, mm-hmm. and and they, you know they laugh at me with my mechanical bull. They're like, you don't know what you you know, like, but not, <laughs> I know I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I just it's it's just for. Have you ever ridden an actual bull? No, hell no, no, yeah. because that. Those will kill you. That's how you die. Yeah. yeah. I watch every year. I don't know. Do you go to the show every year? I've, I've, I've been, I went to enough of them when I was a kid, you know, uh, but no, that they, they will, they will kill you. Like they yeah. will, they will not yeah. mess around with what that. What is the annual show? It's the stock show. Stock show. Annual yeah. stock show. I go every year mm-hmm. and, uh, um, it's right across from my apartment. Yeah. One of the, which ones are you at? I'm, I'm over, uh, off, uh, you know where the Dickies arena is. Uh-huh. It's right across Montgomery from that. Okay. I used to be complex. at, uh, Lancaster. Okay. There yeah. on, Curry. Yeah, we were we were more or less neighbors. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, probably gonna move back there someday. I love it. Um, it's it got cool. a little noisy. I'm glad I oh, wasn't it's down definite. there. For coronavirus. Yeah. And oh my gosh. The riots. I'm glad. There's I a lot that. of interesting things that going on now right now. It's interesting because um, 
you know, Montgomery was under construction forever, oh, yeah. and they finally finished it up, and they finished this massive arena that they can't use <laughs> because no one's right. going well, to Well, it, it got a little Eventually. action. It got yeah, a little action did. for, like, the first year, and then, because yeah. they, they completed it at the beginning of 2019, I think. It I was the November, November 2019, because yeah. I remember when it opened, because the first, uh, or actually it was October, because the first act it they had the in there was... Uh, George uh, Strait? Well, that was the I first was official like, one, um, but first it was 21 Pilots. Pilots. Uh, okay. Orange State was the first one that was booked there. But they did the stock they, show this year. Yeah, there. they did it there, which was in February. Was that when that um, was? It's in February every yeah, year. Oh, you're right. Us with you're the right. GOP convention at the Dickies. Well, Square. I don't know if that'll happen or not. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. Or not. That's going to be a cluster if they do that. But like, yeah, uh, that's a terrible because <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a big place. Fill those seats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's a big place, but it's not a big big place. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I'm glad Fort Worth has it because it's way bigger um, than the last one. Well, that's the other thing is that they're going to tear down the big freaking no. um, the thing downtown, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say not the, the Will, Will Rogers, Rogers. not yeah. Will Rogers. No, they're tearing down that. the big, the big uh, disc thing Civic downtown. Center. What do they call that? Uh, Fort Worth Convention Center. Convention Center, yeah. Which is interesting because it is, uh, I'm curious what they're going to do with that space because before it was that. It was Hell's Half Acre. It was it was a uh, a stretch well, was, of uh, bars that was uh, it was part of Hell's Half Acre. There was it stretched further north than that, but um, it was where they had a lot of really really bad bad right. uh, dangerous places to be. Yeah. And one of one of which in later years was the original Cellar Club, um, mm-hmm. that was kind of the home of Fort Worth's rock and roll underground in the sixties. And uh, oh, I like have a ever, secret. If you go to YouTube and you look up Mr. The Matthew Show, mm-hmm. you can find a, a video of him playing. That's not that cellar. That's not the cellar. No, that's the oh. new. That was the new cellar. No, the old <laughs> cellar. The old cellar was was down where the big disc is now, okay. and it's across from that hotel, which was the last Still hotel. Look that, up that video. It was where JFK slept the night before he got shot, mm. and the night before he got shot, all the Secret Service guys went and got drunk at the cellar. Uh, <laughs> Bob Schieffer has verified this because he was with them. So the uh, owner of the cellar might have been the reason JFK got <laughs> well, knocked Well, I wouldn't up. say that. Now, I wouldn't say no, that. But <laughs> if those guys all went to the same bar and got the same level of intoxication, no. maybe they'd have been a little prepared. Might have been a little more alert. President. I don't know. You yeah. know it's, it's kind of the rabbit hole goes deep. Oh, it does. <laughs> it was hung over, basically. Yeah, well, no, no Oswald didn't. Service. Oswald was, was perfectly, if it was in fact Oswald, well, yeah. uh, but you know, here why we I, go. Why I said the sniper? <laughs> no, he's talking about the ser- the Secret Service. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Secret, it was Secret Service? Service guys. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's pretty well. Could have gone down there and gotten a couple. Of <laughs> now, because oh, you think Oswald was in there drinking with him? <laughs> that nah. would be awesome. Well, that'd be <laughs> messed up. <laughs> that would be weird if that was the case. So, did you know that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you know he's buried here in Fort Worth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I, in. Uh, I can't remember which cemetery it is. I know where it's at, but I don't know the name of it. A bar in Arlington yeah. named after him. Yeah, it's in Dallas. Yeah, or is it? Well, so um, it yeah, it's it's funny that having been raised around here, I I know a lot of people who have stories and conspiracies uh-huh. and various other things. Right. I met the guy Jim Mars. He li- that wrote the book that that Oliver Stone movie JFK was based on. Mm-hmm. He lives in Springtown. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anybody <laughs> lived in Springtown. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, so the movie was called Cross, uh, the book was called Crossfire. And um, of course, you know, had the second shooter thing and the, and the grassy knoll and all that kind of business. Yeah. And, you know, it's taken pretty seriously. Well, 
the reason I met him was because I used to work at the books at Borders uh, Books and Music, and we had him in for an author signing for his new book, which was called um, Alien Agenda or whatever it was, like how the aliens were actually already entrenched in our government. Underground lizard people? Underground lizard people. I already brought these up with Molly Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and so it kind of cast a little bit of doubt on his previous work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, he's older now, right? Yeah, he's an older guy now, yeah. You know, maybe Underground Lizard people was part of his But it was kind of crazy because I was like, JFK aliens, you know, but then again, <laughs> that maybe, was a hard I'm, shit. maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe they that's totally, totally realistic. Yeah. I, I, one of my hobbies that I love to do with, with my daughter is to watch, uh, YouTube conspiracy theory videos. And, yeah. uh, I love the, the reptoid stuff like, you know, the reptile. People I haven't even gotten into that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. There's the mole people, the there's the reptile people, there's the, um, yeah, there, there's all kinds of, I, I just, there's something about somebody with a really crazy ass idea who's really, really into it. Yeah. That's just fascinating to me. See, I was brought up in the church, mm-hmm. so I have to be careful what I subject myself to. I'm highly <laughs> you're like you're suggestible. suggestible to yeah. wild ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've, <laughs> I, I like them just because I. There's so you know, life sometimes can be kind of boring. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's. Perfectly explainable, normal things that happen. Folks, all he's the time. not talking about 2020. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Been like damage report. Yeah, yeah, like. right. That's true. <laughs> I haven't had time to watch YouTube conspiracy right, videos because right. everything's been blowing up all over the damn place. But now we've switched to ghosts and we're talking about ghosts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, That's but it, I, there's just something about people who go out and go. No, okay, here's this normal, predictable reality. What if I go way out on this limb? Into like stuff that Hillary is. Hillary Clinton was a lizard person. That was, that was so 2019. I thought we were talking about uh, mysteries. That, that's a <laughs> oh, fact. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, because there was there's that video like where you know she turns a certain way and suddenly you see the lizard eyes or whatever. Oh, and it's nice. just, You know, yeah. There's high class Adobe reticulating right Articulating and they're really yeah, and that they're really high quality. It's kind of like the Bigfoot videos. You know, they're always blurry yeah. and. and uh, Why are they still blurry? I don't we know. This out. So fast. <laughs> so fast. That's I why we a, can't catch him. He's my so my bass is Clay Anderson. And he, ha, he had an idea. And again, this is idea versus execution. I thought it was a great idea. I wasn't able to execute it. He wanted to go out to East Texas with the squatchers, like the people who hunt for. <laughs> and like. We've got squatchers create, in East Texas. Create, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. In the oh. Piney Woods. Mm-hmm. They, they're out there hunting for squatch day and night. Just it, don't go to Tyler, Texas, man. Because they're good eating. You oh, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> but but he's like, you know, I would like to like get embedded with a, a pod of squatchers and just like hang out with them for a month and edit it into a documentary of some kind. I said, Jesus. that is gold. That is freaking gold if you gold were ever or able a total to do waste that. Of time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you can get if you can get that going, you know. I I I didn't pull the trigger on that because it would involve squatting in the woods for a month with a bunch of Squatchers. Questionable so. individuals, yeah. <laughs> There's other things that happen in those woods, I would Just, imagine. They, they were probably all brought up in the same church as me. Yeah, oh, you think so? Yeah, if they're out there hunting squatch. There's yeah. <laughs> a lot of that going on. I don't know. It's I'm not sure which book of the Bible the Sasquatch is in. but it's <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> Definitely Genesis. Yeah. In yeah. the beginning. That's where we came from. God created... Oh, no. Hairy man people. Now you yeah. you <laughs> asked me about the simulation earlier, right? Uh, oh, you've had time to think about <laughs> that. I have had time to think about that. Okay. And yeah, um, I had one cup of coffee. Apparently, I needed two. But 
So we had a lunar eclipse in 2016, right? No, 2017. We had a couple, right? Uh, well, no, no, no. Not we, lunar, don't we not get like one eclipse, a year? Solar eclipse that we in the United States could see, right? Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah, it was very yeah. rare because like we were in the right spot. Yeah, and right. That, yeah, that almost never happens over on our side of the world. Right. However, I think it was cloudy that day and we didn't get to see it. Yes. I remember right. being disappointed. I saw bits and pieces of it because yeah. I remember, this, I remember the uh, reflection of the leaves on the pavement yeah, was curved. Little, little it was, uh, little yeah. <sighs> yeah. So during that time, it was like right after the election, you know, and everybody was like, it's the end of the world. I'm like, you know, my theory is that that shit happened and we just fell through a gateway. <laughs> you know, the, the solar eclipse was a goddamn gateway and we just like, but see that fell now did that we're in an alternate reality. But did we do that because of the weasel? I think I think the weasel had a huge. <laughs> There's too many things. Have you seen Pickle Rick? We know how a pickle can roll into the sewers, and you can magically end up in a Russian like base. I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> think That's, about oh, it. Oh, she's a Rick and Morty Sorry, person. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, do you know what you just did to my brain? Oh my God, you're not a Rick and Morty fan. <laughs> I don't have time for Rick and Morty. I'm, Boy, I'm really. I on keep your myself. Breaks, you need to just go ahead and educate yourself on some. Rick I'm and on Morty. a it's book fantastic. right now that I have spent the last month trying to read. I'm like halfway through. It. That's yeah. That, that's my. Free it's time. you know what's funny about that is that there's a whole lot of people now who are reading more because their jobs are you know like for whatever reason yeah. you know are slowing down and I've done that myself. I've actually found myself going back to reading and I had realized how long it had been since I'd actually sat down and read, and read a damn page. book. Yeah, mm. you know. Well, my reason is I feel myself getting dumber as I get older. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I got to do something to arrest the descent. Well, but I think I think that's good though. You know, the the people. So my grandma uh, passed away last year and she was a hundred. She's a hundred oh, years wow. old. And she maintained her faculties the whole time. The whole time, Jesus, but that what, is incredible. But what she did most of the day was read books. And you seem you very know, sharp yourself. I'm, so that's that's that because be in the past thing. I read books. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that that stays the case, so yeah. that I don't start losing. Because if I do nothing but tweet, oh yeah, the brain over. cells are just gonna slide down into you I mean, know you've seen I, what it did to our president yeah well he started off strong he's on the twitter <laughs> thing by the end of his presidency he's and you're know, like COVID-19. you're dumb hurt you know and COVID 19 right well they gave so microsoft uh built a an ai with a twitter account oh god and i'm sorry i did this <laughs> i did this to us okay and, and so basically they programmed with some basic parameters and said, okay, go, go forth and tweet and respond and we'll see and let it develop its So uh, it, it's basically view. its own Twitter account and yeah. it does whatever it wants? Right. It oh, does whatever it no. does. And so by, the end, so by the end of about two months, it had become a raging white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that data is coming from somewhere, right? Yeah, so right. it's like, it's, it's, it's responding pulling, it's pulling to in information. And it was also, I think, a flat earther, and and it was like it was it was seriously, <laughs> it was fucked up. Okay. Uh, from its exposure well, to the Twitter. Well, maybe we need to put the brakes on this whole AI <laughs> thing because I mean, if or, it's going to turn into a flat earther, we don't need. But that I, shit. but I think also it gives me a, a heads up when I'm when I'm on the box and I'm tweeting all this, and I'm like, okay, so what's happening to my brain uh-huh. when I'm on here <laughs> coming into contact with this shit? So. You know, I got to be careful about See, now that. Now I'm kind. feeling guilty. It's been like two, maybe three years since I picked up a book and read it in full. Um, actually, I take that back. I've read a, a portion of you his read. Book. You read mine. Read yeah, a portion but, of his book, yeah. but for but a while that was there, be, you know, that was because I want to quiz you on it. You know, yeah, but, I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead, quiz me. I'm like, I'm 
I'm like, you know, a tiny portion in. So can the can the listeners get a copy of your book, or can they, they can. get it on Audible? Or? If yeah, yeah, it's well, it's not an uh, audiobook at this point, but you can get a. It's on uh, all the digital stuff so you can get a kindle or a nook or whatever but you can also get a physical copy if you go to amazon or any of your barnes noble any of your major or if you want to pay matt directly you could do that it's on my Bandcamp page if you go to the matthewshow.bandcamp.com both of those are on there there's also a um a new essay collection that i put out called other gods and uh that's available on all the major retailers as well so if you look up matthew broyles um, B-R-O-Y-L-E-S, not boils as a lot of people uh, have Gotta it. put that R in there. <laughs> Gotta put the R. Uh, then, yeah, you can find any of my printed works. I've I've gotten those two and then the essay collection, and I printed a couple of, uh, I told you about the essay club earlier, which right. was kind of a group of collective writers. There's a there's a couple of essay club collections on there as Before well. Before we go any further, uh, I know we mentioned this earlier, but the name of those two books, Rewired and Trinity. Trinity is is an old. It's an archaic word that means uh, elegy or um, uh, memorial, uh, and uh, that that has plot reasons for why it means that. Um, but one of them, they're both kind of sci-fi speculative fiction. Uh, Rewired takes place a little closer to our own time. Trinity takes place quite a bit farther in the future than that. And uh, I had just kind of done the thing where I'd been writing songs for 20-odd years, and I thought, what happens if I write a book? So I did that. And, you know, I tried writing a book when I was in my 20s, and I quickly came against a wall that I just had not lived enough. Yeah. Uh, And so I put it down for a while, and then finally in my late 30s, early 40s, I was like, okay, I think I've lived enough now that That's I can That's pretty awesome that things, you realize you know? that in your 20s, because I think in our 20s, we're pretty damn selfish. Oh, right? yeah. oh yeah. And and I thought, I thought... I think we know everything. I thought I was a fucking brilliant songwriter at that time. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought, this is genius, what I'm coming up with now, and I, I cannot even listen to the stuff I was writing yeah. back then. So, yeah. I really, I was 28 before I wrote a song that was worth a damn, honestly, and yeah. uh, it sometimes it just takes a while. Yeah. That's why I get mad at these people like Billy Eilish or whatever who come up with this stuff like when they're 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bastard. Yeah. They, either, either they've seen some shit or have gone through some Well, that's often what the case is, is that there's been some kind of reason why they had to grow up quick. Right. Um, in my case, I had a pretty cushy upbringing, so I, I, I can't really complain about that. I think 28 the right age, though, to like, that's when, that's when males are fully formed, I think. Yeah, uh, in the yeah brain dudes, dudes take a long time to grow up. Yeah. And, and uh, plus, I think that it's funny because you have the I forever. Like that you said males are fully formed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have reached max evolution. I mean, it's. It's, it's like Pokemon. It's like, you it's know, a it's a thing, like, though, right? I it mean, is. Oh, males it is. At a different rate yes. than women. Yeah, we have women a, we, mature way women quicker are like than dudes. In their twenties, going, God, you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's why y'all live longer. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and and it's well, I say my grandma was a hundred years old, you exactly, know? and and her husband died twenty years before that. So you know, the I think we have a thing where you got like the Fervor Twenty Seven Club, right? You got your Jimi Hendrixes and your and your you know people who kind of peaked early. Yeah, you know. But then they've often put so much of themselves into it that they almost there was nowhere they could go from there. Like right. they, and, and they had kind of committed everything. And there's something to be said for that. But there's also something to be said for people like Tom Waits or people who've been around a while who kind of have had years and years of experience to impart to people. Kurt Vonnegut was one of those who he'd just been around forever. Mm-hmm. And 
just to hear his perspective on things in the later part of his life was fantastic because he had had decades upon decades to draw from to kind of Noam Chomsky is another one like that. You know, he's seen everything. And uh, so I, I, I would hope that by the time I'm in my 70s, 80s, that maybe I will know what the hell I'm doing. You got your shit together by I, then. That's the other thing. You know? I certainly the hell hope so. Right. And, and also I hope that. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm just. No, but that's what I'm saying. Nobody has their shit together their whole life. Because <laughs> well, some people more than others. Some people more than others. Surely you have at surely. least your mind together. Yeah. In the 70s, that's yeah. that's the other thing is, is that different people go through different things. You know, I mean, you yeah. get the, you get these people who go through stuff like, I don't know, the Holocaust or whatever, you know, and that, that shapes, that's a very fundamental thing. Uh, my generation kind of had, when we were in our early 20s, we, we had the 9-11 thing pop up. Of course, with hers, that was when they were ki- I was, kids. I you was know? 11, my um, grandfather died the night before, and then 9-11 yeah. happened, and right. then yeah. from there, it's just been a steady tumbling and of so, shit my entire yeah. life. So. But, but so you get that, and then and my kid is, is uh, 14, and now we have all this COVID business and, and all this other stuff going on. So everybody kind of has a, and of course I was raised during the Cold War, so that kind of sets your mindset a little bit. So I think all of us have a, oh no, a few desert storm. Well, there was that. Well, that, that <laughs> I don't think you're Cold time. War old. Well, no. Oh, I, well, I was. I was. <laughs> I am forty six. But you weren't old enough to really remember all that. I remembered it because I yeah. used to. I used to listen to Sting and whatnot, and okay. like you know, he had songs about the Russians bombing everybody and crap okay. like you know. I mean, there and I watched. Freaking, uh, uh, you couldn't watch a movie back then without the Russians being in it doing something. That's you know, true. I mean, it was just kind of a freaking hunt for Red October and it's, whatnot. It's uh, still technically a theme, yeah, right? But like I mean, Cold War that was like seventy six yeah. to no, that was that was nineteen forty five through uh, nineteen ninety. Uh, okay. The Soviet Union finally fell in nineteen ninety, okay. and uh, okay. so we were no, no, no. We were, we were th- <laughs> by the time by the time the nineties come came around, it, it had kind of dropped off. But it definitely shapes your. We talk about Desert Storm. So, for instance, that was that was happening when I was a junior in high school, mm-hmm. and um, I was afraid I was going to get drafted. Yeah, that sounds hilarious well in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight, well, that sounds then hilarious. Well, back they were talking you still about got it. Your right. Draft card. I got it in my pocket. Yeah, uh, because my father uh, got drafted for Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, and. Um, the same day he got, he got drafted for the army. So the same day he went and signed up for the air force because he figured he wasn't going to go over to Vietnam. And he was act, he spent the war in Fort Worth, Texas at the Carswell air force. Smart Bay. man. Your father. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, I was, I had it on my mind cause I was going to turn 18 and I was uh-huh. like, Oh shit. Go join the air force. Like I had my plan. <laughs> I was, was, was going to do. It's going to go join the air force. Of course that, that war lasted what? Three months. So, yeah, you know, I didn't really have to worry about it. But then I had people like my bass player, Clay, who uh, fought in the second Iraq war as it was a Marine. Yeah. And uh, that has shaped his experience. Thank you know, Clay, so for your service. Absolutely. No. Thank and but I think. Congratulations, Clay. Oh, he just got engaged. That's right. Um, but I think that we all have things in our lives that kind of shape. For sure. What, what we what we think is worth thinking about and writing about and uh, communicating about. And in my case, it's been. I've been at this for 30 years now, mm-hmm. and so I pull from a lot of different uh, places, and that's probably why sometimes it's a book, sometimes it's a poem, sometimes it's an essay, sometimes it's a song. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of cool that I'm able to do that 
it's also a little bit confusing to people because yeah. they're like, well, what do you do, what man? What do you do? And I'm like, well, what I, That's okay. what I do, That's what what I do most of the time is I order furniture for Tarrant County College. But, <laughs> nice. but, 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 you know, the rest of the time, yes, you come up with a, but what's always happening, in, in, and you know this, you know, I mean, you, it's, it's the thing that's happening in your brain yeah. is, what about this, what about this, what about this, what about this? Shut up! <laughs> right. And it's it's real hard, and she has that. I, I you know. wait till four in the morning just like. Right. <sighs> and, I, and I would be up till four in the morning if I didn't have to be up. At, I, I give know. myself melatonin once a week. So yeah, I should. I used to live on it, but it got to the point where like melatonin stopped working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had to. Su- I had to. Yeah, I had to supplement for a while because I, I do do the melatonin, mm-hmm. which, by the way, inhibits virus replication a little bit. Really? So, uh, you know, his doctor yeah. actually. So at, yeah, at my doctor told this, me that he was like, oh, I think I'm getting a little sick or whatever. You yeah, know, I was paranoid. I was like, it's the COVID. Shoving melatonin down your throat. Yeah, well, Take he, this, I called them because because I was saying, okay, I don't want to be paranoid, but I have a scratch in my throat and and a little bit of sinus. And he's like, okay, are you that, have, that do you was have, all of us, right? That was everybody like calling their that. doctor, yeah. and and so he was like, okay, do you have trouble breathing? No. Okay, you know, do you have, you know, so Everybody he gave me a thing. Are you bleeding from your butt? But, right, which thankfully I was not. That's Ebola, don't worry That's about it. That's a problem. We're That's worried a, about corona Different issue, right different issue. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, so here's one thing you can do. Take melatonin because it inhibits virus replication and, huh. t- and take selenium, selenium. Uh, because uh, uh, the patients in China who um, uh, made it through the COVID mm-hmm. Who didn't die from it? They they were they had a higher percentage now, of selenium in it. Now huh. selenium is found in pork. Right, love pork, and he eats a lot of pork. <laughs> I bet I eat so, just as much or more. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for our kosher friends who are listening, but uh, okay. They eat some more pork. You know? <laughs> go, go get some selenium. I did. Selenium. I did like that somebody had posted that uh, people were using Mazel Tov cocktails at. at uh, <laughs> just kind of like Mazel Tov. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how any of this works. So, you Matthew, know. Matthew, I got to tie this up, man. Sorry. I got another I'm, guy coming in. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for being here. Thank I you. I would like, if um, if you'll allow it, I would like for us to do this again. Especially I would love to do the, it. When the wheels get rolling. Absolutely. And, and we're back to When I have more things to actually say I'm doing instead of just uh, You're a very creative uh, individual. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to have any issue having a conversation. So you guys are welcome to come and promote anything, anytime. And um, I appreciate that a lot. If you want to hear more about the local art scene and how it's collaborating with the music scene, you could have me For sure. Yeah, I'd like to dive into that. Yeah, look up. force next time. But yeah, so the, uh, yeah, check out Articulation Podcast. Check out the Barbershop Podcast. We're both on the Funky Town Podcast Network. Um and we both have Facebook pages for that. Uh, you can also check out www.thematthewshow.com for it's kind of a portal to lead you to all of the crap that, yep. that I do. Uh, Art of Trista Studios is another and, one. And uh, also, before we head out of here, uh, if you're looking for a way to, to check out and support the local music scene here in uh, Fort Worth, well, there goes the camera. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all are looking for a way to support the, the Fort Worth music scene, uh, check out Mass, right? Yes. Which they're located. Main South Side. Main and South Side's another location, right? Oh, no, that's, that that's, is Mass. That's okay. what Mass stands for. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes if you just look up Mass, you get science pages and things. So, yeah, uh, yeah Main at South Side. Well, like they're at. Things about the church you don't care about. Right? Or, right. <laughs> they're at Main Street, um, just, just uh, north of Rosedale. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's a good place to go. I, I, 
trying to think if they're open open right now. They're like partially well, open. You know, by the time this comes out, because it's going to be a couple weeks open. before we drop this, it'll okay. be open. I'm sure. Lola's. Lola's is a great place. Lola's real, is good. We were there last relaxed. night. Uh, I should say that inside of Maine at Southside is Dreamy Life Records, which is a really good record store. Cool. Um, and yeah, good Lola's is... Right now, Lola's is open. They're, they're back. The trailer park is Patio open. Area. The inside is not yet, yeah. uh, but at some point it will be. I would also encourage you to go to, um, uh, what were, where were we the other night? My brain is already fried. Oh, well, yeah, you go to the, the Flying Saucer is Flying open, um, and uh, they do local acts as well. Just go support local music whenever possible. You know what you can do? You can find, there's a group on Facebook called Fort Worth Music Community. And um, there's a in fact I made it may have been where I saw your post calling for uh, for people to be on your show. Could be. But anyway, if you go there, there's a lot of places where you can see uh, where there are acts playing and also live music streams from home. Yep. Which right now is kind of people's bread and butter. There awesome. Were, I don't know who they are, who's doing it now, but there were people who were putting together like stream, um, basically just stream websites. Yeah, there was Help Fort Worth TX or something. Yes. Um those have kind of fallen off a little bit, but um, you could still f- you can still find it in the Fort Worth music community. There's another group just called Fort Worth Music. My suggestion um, is keep doing those to whomever might be hosting those or creating those. Please keep doing that. That helps the music industry and it also helps artists and people who are yep. starving perfect, right now. Perfect, guys. Thank y'all so much. Thank I look you, forward sir. to having you on here again. Yeah, would love and, to. Um, you know, any, anytime y'all got something you want me to post up on the community Facebook page or whatever, just holler at me and okay. we'll get it up. We'll do it. Thank All you. Right. Wakanda forever. Very cool. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to Fort Worth Roots and we'll see you for the next episode y'all have a good one thanks again for listening